Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. It's truly an honor that you are here, no matter how you came to this episode, whether you are watching or listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here for a while, it is a complete honor and privilege that you are here today. And I'm a firm believer that it's not by accident. So no matter what you are going through, no matter if it's the best of times or the worst of times, my hope and my prayer is that this will meet you in a real and relevant way and that you will know that there is such a far greater plan and purpose for your life that goes far beyond anything, anything this world can offer. And so real quick, Color and Chaos exists as a cry from my heart that I know it's in the times of chaos, of difficulty, of uncomfortability, that even though inside I want to do everything I can to run away from those things that are causing me that chaos and that uncomfortability and that hurt and pain, I want to do everything I can to run away from it. But when I look back on those moments, I always see that those were catalysts for so much growth. Not only was I growing, but that I was growing to understand and to know my creator, savior, and sustainer in such a more deeper and intimate way that didn't exist before that that moment of the chaos. So even though when we look at chaos through our own ability or our own understanding, it's very difficult to find color. The, the, the prayer of this podcast is that instead of looking through our own understanding or our own strength, that we will have a moment of vulnerability and invite the Lord, our creator, savior, sustainer, say, Lord, help me see things through your eyes. Help me see a color in this chaos. Lord, I know that you can use all things for our good and for your glory. And so that's what this podcast exists for. That's the cry of this podcast and and my heart. And I will be honored to pray for you no matter what you are going through and that we will just have a moment of vulnerability no matter where you're at, that we will just open up and invite the Lord into the chaos and say, Lord, you are the only one that could give me color. And apart from you, Lord, this chaos can destroy me. But Lord, I don't want it to destroy me. I want to see you. And so here, let's pray, and then we'll jump in today's episode. Lord God, we just look to you. We thank you for who you are. And at the end of the day, no matter what we feel like is going on around us or within us, we know that you exist so far beyond anything that we are experiencing and that you not only are above what we are going through, but that you meet us in the midst of what we're going through. And so, Lord, for those with heavy hearts, those with burdens or with confusion or anxiety, worry, doubt, whatever it is, Lord, will you please just meet us where we are, Lord, no matter what we are going through. And so, Lord, we lift up today's episode to you. Just have your will and way in our hearts, and please help us respond to you and to your word. We need you, Jesus. And apart from you, we can do nothing. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Recently, I've been seeing a lot of irony, especially in the season that I'm recording this. As of recording this, is the last day of March. And especially in the context of the the global pandemic that is going on, that no matter where you are watching or listening, is that you are walking through this, just like I'm walking through it, just like anyone else is walking through. So we're walking through this season together. And how ironic is it that during one of the most difficult times in recent memory, where people are, are having tough decisions and there's there's people that, that are losing their lives and, and families affected, businesses affected, communities affected, all this stuff. How crazy is it that through all of this dark time that we are walking into one of the most beautiful seasons out of all of the year? 
And, and that season is spring. We're walking from winter to spring. And so outside, it's almost like a contrast of what is truly going on in, within a lot of us. I can't help just to see some irony in that. We're going through this crazy thing that is affecting each and every one of us inside, but outside, it, the, 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 the world around us is transforming something so beautiful, so beautiful. The days are starting to get longer. We're starting to see the greenery start to come out of, of death and, and resurrection to start to come up in, in, in life. And you're hearing the birds chirping and it's starting to heat up a little bit, especially recording up here in Michigan. It's starting to heat up a little bit, especially up north when, when we go through such a harsh winter every season. Every time winter rolls around, we know what to expect. Spring is such a welcome, just yes, finally, deliverance, salvation. So we're walking into the most beautiful season, but in the context of our lives, we are also walking through one of the gloomiest seasons. And I found myself this this last weekend kind of walking between, dancing between those two contrasts and the the irony of it, because this this weekend, like a lot of you, I was restricted to to the house. So I was restricted restricted to these apartment and and I I didn't really get outside really at all. I just stayed in here and I've been trying my best to try to just, you know, walk in in wisdom and and to walk in, you know, concern for those around me and especially with the with the quarantine everything going on. So I found myself this weekend starting to get a little stir crazy. I don't know if you can relate with that. I'm sure you can. But I found myself just just wanting to go outside, wanting to go outside. And and so I, I think it was on Friday and I just got done doing my taxes. And if there's any time to go outside is after doing taxes. I was done. I was just mentally just shot. I just didn't want to be be sitting anymore. And so I, I got up and I walked into this room. And, and one of the beautiful things that I like about this room, and even one of the beautiful things I like about recording this podcast is you, you can't really see it right now, um, especially if you're listening. But if you're watching, sometimes you can see on my glasses, you can see the reflection of the window in front of me. Now, as of recording this, I'm sure you can't see the window in front of me. You probably see the light right here that's in front of me. But right now, it's dark as of recording this, so I can't really see outside. But most of the times that I've recorded this podcast, I am able to look outside of my window and to see the cars going by and to see the sky and to see the see the the, the, the life all around and the birds and the people and everything and but I found myself on Friday walking into this room, sitting on the edge of my bed that's right in front of me and just looking outside my window and, and trying just to bask in the, the amount of time that I had left of the remaining day. And I don't know if you can maybe relate with this, just especially in the season that you just find yourself looking at nature, longing to be in nature a lot more. And so I'm looking outside my window and I'm watching just the beautiful sky and the white clouds rolling by and, and I'm hearing the birds and, and there's not really any people outside or anything like that. But you see a couple cars go by, especially if they're coming back from work or something like that. And But it's just like I was looking outside and I was longing to be in the presence of everything that was bright and beautiful that I was observing with my eye. And, and so I'm sitting there at the edge of my bed. I, sp- I start to spend some time and just journaling and reflecting and and in the word of God. And so I'm sitting there and before I know it, I start to realize that I'm not really able to see as much anymore because as I'm sitting there, the, the sun is setting and the night is coming. Recently, I was brought to this passage in Philippians 1 verse 10. 
and a lot of that contrast of what I talked about, about inside not really feeling like everything bright and beautiful, but outside, especially with the spring coming, you're starting to see the spring coming and the contrast of those two worlds just colliding. I see that a lot in this passage in Philippians 1 verse 10. And the crazy thing about the book of Philippians is that Paul, throughout the whole letter to the Philippian church, Paul is just just encouraging them to find joy no matter what they are going through and, and, and just praising them for just being an encouragement and a light to him. And, and he's just, he's just it's almost like a book of joy. Paul is just giving them this letter of sunshine and just pouring into them. But the contrast is that Paul is is sharing all this bright and beautiful things with the Philippian church. But inside and even around Paul, it's not really bright and beautiful. The crazy thing about the book of Philippians is that Paul was writing from prison. It was it was gloomy outside and and even in, in inside you see a little bit of Paul just just trying to urge them to focus on what really matters and to not just waste their time and to 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 just waste all that the Lord has given them on things that 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 are meaningless. But I wanted to read this 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 chapter right here, Philippians chapter one. But I wanted to read verse nine and ten. And as I read this, I just want you to kind of walk with Paul, as many of you are walking very similar to what Paul was writing from this, but just put yourself into this prison as Paul's writing these words. And so this is what Paul writes in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. He says this, I pray that your love will overflow more and more, and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. Verse 10, for I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. I'm going to read verse 10 one more time. For I want you to understand what really matters, so that you will live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. As I was reading this, and it was after that moment that I shared with you about looking out of my window and just just basking and longing for the things that were bright and beautiful. As I was reading this, and I was reading where when Paul says, for I want you to understand what really matters. When, when I was reading this passage, I just asked myself the question, okay, Paul, you want us to understand what really matters. What really matters? So as I was trying to wrap my head around what really matters, I looked at the Greek, and, and the Greek just points back to this concept of esteeming something. Paul is saying, okay, look, I want you to be able to esteem whatever you are observing, whatever you are going through, through its proper value. And so it's almost like Paul is using a, a marketplace term that whenever you walk into a market or a grocery store, you will pay for whatever it is that you are desiring if the value is, is worth it. So you, you wouldn't buy something if you feel like the, the value is less than what is being asked for it. So Paul is asking the church, he's saying, look, my prayer for you is to be able to esteem all things according to its real value. And so the question goes even deeper to saying, okay, well, how do we know what something's real value is? And then he goes on to say, so that you may live pure and blameless lives. So you may live pure and blameless lives. Going into even the idea of purity, when you look through the text and every time that this word is used, especially in the Greek, 
it goes down to this idea that it's it's almost like something being judged in sunlight. That that purity, another word for purity as used in this text is sincerity. So Paul is saying that, look, I want you to be sincere. And the, and the word picture of this is something outside in direct sunlight and, and being completely exposed, not hiding any shadow or any cloud. So far, Paul is asking the church and saying, look, my prayer for you is that you will be able to look at all things and be able to esteem it and to view and to know its proper value to its real value so that you may live in complete sunlight, not covered by anything that may try to cover the the the, the realness of who you are and what you're looking at, purity to be transparent, to be sincere. And another idea, especially during this time of sincerity, is to be without wax, to not have any filler. So if you're going to the market and you're you're purchasing a good, the, the hope is, is that whatever you're buying, that it will be of its value and not have any filler of something that is not necessarily what you are buying. And so we see this so many times, especially in goods, that the last thing you want is to buy something expecting one thing but getting something else in return. And maybe on the outside everything looks good, but on the inside is not really what it was It was saying that it was going to be. So Paul is saying, look, make sure that you know the real value. I'm praying that you can be able to see things and to know its real value and that you will be able to, if you were put out in direct sunlight, you would be able to be see-through that you will be sincere. And another thing that goes on, especially in this time, that, that people would have understood was to be transparent like honey. So Paul is saying, look, my desire for you is to be transparent, to be sweet like honey. Nobody, when they buy honey, wants to take honey and to taste salt. You, you buy honey to taste the sweetness. And not only that, nobody wants to buy honey and, and not to be able to see through it. Good honey, pure honey, the honey that is, that is the, the, the best quality. You could be able to look through. It's transparent. There's not any clouds within it. It's almost like Paul is having a moment as he's writing to the Philippian church, just like I had over here by my bed. That Paul, as he's reflecting on how much that he loves and cares for the Philippian church, that he is just seeing things that are bright and beautiful. And his prayer is that they will not succumb and to give in to that which is not. And Paul is saying, look, I pray that there's not any gloom, not any darkness, not any clouds to take away how beautiful you are through Christ that is working in you. And even though Paul writing this, it's not bright and beautiful. Paul's prayer for them is that no matter what external circumstances you go through or that I may go through, the hope is that we will be able to live pure and blameless lives until the day that we are able to be reconciled back with Christ as he returns back for us. Albert Barnes, as he's reflecting on this passage in Philippians 1 verse 10, he goes on to expound more upon on what really matters and what's pure and blameless and, and what someone who is living pure and blameless, what they look like. He says, Paul is talking about a character not deceitful, ambiguous, hypocritical, that which is not mingled with error, worldliness, or sin. 
that which does not proceed from selfish and interested motives, where there is nothing disguised, who has not assumed Christianity as a mask. Their motives are disinterested and pure. Words express the real sentiments of their heart, true to word, faithful to promises, without offense, and always what they profess to be. They bear to have the light upon them always, to have the emotions of their hearts seen, to be scanned everywhere at all times by people, angels, and by God. The first thing when I was reading this, not only this passage, but reading what Albert was talking about, is that I can, I can identify within me tons of ways where I'm not living up to that, that, that image of being out in direct sunlight without any clouds, without anything covering in shadows. And maybe you listening or watching this, as I read that, you were immediately turned to the reality like, wow, that is not me. That right now that I just feel like there's so many clouds, not only within my thoughts and within my heart, but within my character. That, that right now, I'm, if, if, if you would put me in direct sunlight, I wouldn't really be transparent like honey. I wouldn't be just able to see everything esteemed for its real value. Because right now, I'm so confused. I'm so overwhelmed. There's so many things going on within my heart and going on within my circumstances that makes it difficult to see what is bright and beautiful and pure and sincere. I know especially in this season that we're in, especially spending a lot of time alone like we talked about, I find myself a lot coming face to face with just how broken I am. And I was talking to my buddy yesterday about this and I was on the phone with him and we were just talking about this and I was just kind of venting to him about things that I've observed within my own heart, within my mind, especially during this time of just how selfish I am. And how, how much I just spend time just, just looking out for my own interest or looking to me and, and not really looking to others and, and looking to other people's needs. And, and so I was just venting with my buddy about just how I've been focusing on myself recently. And one of the examples I use, I, you know, especially in the season that we're in, a lot of time is spent having virtual meetings. So, you know, even you listening or watching this, you probably had a lot of virtual meetings recently. And so I find myself a lot, and I'm just being completely honest and, and transparent with you. Again, just trying to live this out of just being exposed to the light. I find myself a lot of the times where I'm in these virtual meetings or whatever, I was telling my friend that I find myself, my eyes aren't necessarily on other people, but it's on me. It's kind of embarrassing admitting that and I don't know if you struggle with that as well, but I, I found myself, I just kept looking at me and, and looking like, oh, well, do I look presentable and, you know, and how, how is my body language right now and everything. And so I'm spending a lot of time looking to me and, and it kind of caught me a couple days ago of just like, why am I looking at me? Why am I spending time just focusing on me? And another way that I see this playing out in my life where I haven't, haven't been, if I was out in the light, that I wouldn't be transparent is, is that even doing this podcast and stuff, I found myself last week doing this episode and, and as I recorded the episode, I just felt the Lord moving through me and speaking through me and, and I was so excited about that and, and I spent time editing this and, and putting it out there and, and I find myself a lot sometimes that I put something out there and then all of a sudden there's like crickets. 
maybe there's a couple people interact interacting and everything but then you start to have that you know that selfishness start to build up within you and you start to ask yourself you know is this worth it you know like it, it, lord are you even using this and and i found myself that the day that I recorded this and put this out here, which should be a day of just thanking the Lord for his provision, especially last week, if you listened to last week's episode, I, I shared with you how, how I felt the Lord say not to record the day that I usually do, but to do it later, and, and how the Lord provided that if I didn't wait on the Lord, then I wouldn't have shared what I shared last week. And, and so last week, especially out of all weeks, is a week to be able to say, Lord, like, look, you are faithful. You are here. But instead of me spending the day just thanking the Lord, I found my attention on me. I found myself checking to see who was interacting with the podcast, what the views were, and, and all of that. And and, and again, I, I, I'm sharing all this just to be as complete upfront with you, just like I was being upfront with my friend yesterday, and I was just confiding in him, saying, you know, buddy, like, you know, this this breaks my heart, and this is going to be a downfall if, if this isn't checked. And I, I, want, I don't want to be the, that person that is doing ministry or or telling people about Jesus, but within, I'm not letting the word of God hit me first. And as I was sharing this and just venting to him about the frustrations I've been having with myself, he just blurted out. He just blurted out. He said, buddy, we love ourselves. And that is so true. The Bible says that we are dead in our sins apart from Christ. And we are all born into this world so selfish, so self-absorbed. And, and even the, 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 the most best intentions, and even those, maybe you're listening or watching this, you're saying, well, I'm not as self-absorbed and I'm not as selfish and everything. That is awesome. That is, that, is, that, is, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. But at the end of the day, that our flesh is so strong that we will do what we want to do when we want to do it. Why? Because we are sinners. We are broken. We are broken. And I was just thinking about that, of, of the reality that we love ourselves and, and what Paul is talking about. He's saying, look, I pray, I pray that you understand what really matters so you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ returns. And if I'm being honest with you, there are so many clouds within my heart that is being exposed through this awkward and uncomfortable season. There's so much going on right now within our hearts that sometimes we can be so focused on the external circumstances that we are missing what is bright and beautiful that could be found when we take our attentions off of the clouds and off of the darkness and we put it on Christ himself. Because at the end of the day, I am not what's bright and beautiful. I pray that your attention isn't on me. Your attention isn't on even one another through this time. And, and it doesn't take long to turn on social media and, and just to see that everybody is speaking and using their gifts. And that is awesome. But at the end of the day, if we are just looking to one another to get us through this and not looking to the Lord, then it's meaningless. It's meaningless. We are just as cloudy as before we walked into the storm as a globe, as a nation, as a community, as a people. That may there not be something just cloudy within us, but instead the Lord is bringing us into a moment where we are able to say, Lord, no, I don't want to marinate in the darkness. I don't want to marinate in self-help. I don't want to marinate in a temporary fix. But Lord, I want to respond to you in the season that I'm in. I want to marinate in your word. I want for you to be able to show me what really matters because on my own, I won't be able to see what really matters. And my attention and my affections will go on everything 
everything else, but what really holds up and what holds eternally, and that is you. I'm reminded of John the Baptist's words in John chapter 3, verse 30. And as people are coming to John the Baptist saying, you know, Jesus is, is doing this ministry, you know, does that make you feel bad? You know, because, you know, people are not coming to you. John responds, he says, look, he must become greater and I must become less and less and less. If we are focusing on self, then we will choose self every time. And guys, I don't want to focus on self. I don't want to, I don't want to look in the mirror and, and get confused with the reality that, or, or the, the false reality that what I'm looking at is bright and beautiful. No, I'm not bright and beautiful. Anything bright and beautiful within me is of Jesus. And, and I don't want to get that twisted. And I feel like Paul, if he can write to us during this season that we're going through as a globe, he would say, please, please, please don't get it twisted. The only thing, the only thing that will be able to, to, to capture your heart through this time is not fixes to your external circumstances, but it's a heart that is surrendered and marinating in what is truly bright and beautiful. And that is Jesus. That is Jesus. That is Jesus. Colossians 3, verse 3, Paul also reminds the, the Colossian church. He says, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. Heavy heart, if you are a follower of Jesus, then Paul is saying, look, you are no longer living as if you are the source of your strength or you are the source of your, or of, of your understanding. But no, you identify that apart from Christ, you are dead. You are dead and that he is your life now. You have died and your life is now hidden with Christ. I can't help but ask through the season that we're going through, you know, the, the, the changes of all this uncomfortability and, and all of these, you know, things that forces us to be flexible. It's so easy sometimes to be like, well, I'm resting. But are, is our souls really finding rest? Because at the end of the day, if we are not resting in the Lord, if we're resting on our own just ability or strength or whatever, then we are not truly resting. And may we not be people doing cartwheels during this time in the unknown, just freaking out and being so self-absorbed. I wanted to share this story that our family, when I was growing up, our family, the first time that we took a cat home as a pet, we went to go visit our grandparents. And as we were there, there was this cat on top of the shed and he fell off the shed and we, we got him right in time. And we, we took him home and, and we got a little cage for him and we took care of him and, and we just started growing this affection for this cat. But as the days went on, we started to notice that this cat, something was off. And we would put the cat kind of in a pen, in a little makeshift pen. He wasn't really going anywhere. He was a little kitten. But he was in this, this pen, but he had this problem that he would go up to the end of the pen and he would go up on the wall and this cat would start doing backflips. Like he would go up against the wall and then all of a sudden do a backflip off the wall. And it's crazy. I'm not making this story up. And this cat would just do backflips and backflips and backflips. And before we knew it, we got him checked out and realized that, that, that he had something off in his head. And ultimately, there was nothing that we can do. The cat wouldn't eat. The cat wouldn't do anything. But he just kept doing flips. And, and I just can't, I don't want to, through this time, 
be so stressed out by all of this darkness that I miss out on what's truly bright and beautiful and, and, and look to Jesus and look saying, Lord, what do you want to do within my life? What are the clouds within my life? Lord, shine your light upon me. I don't want to miss it because I'm doing backflips in the darkness of the unknown heavy heart, you that are listening or watching this, I just encourage you and, and I feel like Paul would encourage you and encourage me as well. May we not walk out of this season unchanged. May we not go back to focusing on ourselves and focusing on everything that doesn't matter, but may we know it really matters. Why? Because through this season, we encountered the living God who shines a light, bright and beautiful through our hearts and that resurrects dead things. May our families not be the same. May our communities not be the same. May our lives not be the same. Not by our own strength or our own ability or our own light, but may it be through the light of Jesus that is eternal and everlasting. The, the, the Bible in the book of Revelation says that there will be a day when we're with the Lord, that in heaven, that there will be no sunlight. Why? Because the light that permeates everything comes through Jesus, that Jesus on the throne, that he is the light and that there is no darkness. May we long for heaven to come on earth. As I was talking with my buddy, we were praying and we were just asking, Lord, Lord, please help us lean into you through this season. And, and he said this thing, he said, you know, Lord, thank you that even when there is pain and suffering, there is still growth. Heavy heart, even in this time of pain and suffering, there is still growth. If we take our attention off of everything else and say, Lord, no, 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 you help me see things through your eyes. Help me see what's bright and beautiful, not my external circumstances, but found in a life surrendered to your word and your will. Heavy heart, the darkness isn't telling the truth. Let us pray. Lord God, forgive me. Lord God, forgive us. Lord, help us not go through this season, through this time, and waste the beautiful opportunity for us to realize that this is not our home. That this is not where our affections find their rest. But Lord, we find our rest in you. Lord, my heart breaks over those that are going through immense pain and darkness and hurt and confusion and chaos. But Lord, your heart breaks even more. Lord, you know and you care. Lord, will you please meet us? Meet us where we are. Break our heart for what breaks yours, Lord, and help us look to you through this. Help us have the heart of Paul that even though we may feel like we're trapped in prison, that there is a color in this chaos, but that color is not found through our own eyes or our own understanding or our own strength or our own provision, but Lord, it is found surrendered to you. You are our creator, you are our savior, and you are our sustainer. Lord, we look to you, we look to you, we look to you. Not just when times are bad, 
but even when times are good, because Lord, this is not our home. So Lord, please just identify within us, help us see the areas of cloudiness and murkiness within our hearts, within our affections, within our, our just our lives. Lord, please help us see the error in our ways and allow this to be such a healing time where we become even more purified and more just made into your image and your likeness. Help our affections be to you because Lord, you are everything that is bright and beautiful and we need you. Help us seek you and help us surrender. We need you in your name. We pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Heavy heart, no matter what you are going through, no matter what you're going through, my hope and prayer is that you and that me, that we will look to him, look to Christ. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. Peace be still. Heavy heart, rest easy. Rest easy, rest easy. There's such a bigger picture. There's such a bigger picture. There's color to this pain. But may we look to the source of that color and not try to produce it on our own. Heavy heart, rest easy. I'll talk to you next week, Lord willing. Talk to you later. See ya.